Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. This is Misty Jane, and you're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast that helps uplift the hair industry one stylist at a time. Hello, friends. I am so pumped about this conversation today, and you should be too. If you have not heard of Haley Davis, she is a branding and design specialist specifically for the hair industry. I myself am one of her clients, and she completely transformed the way that I market Um, and my business in general. She is so much fun to talk to, and I promise you, you are going to enjoy every second of this conversation. So get comfy, grab a notebook, take some notes, and enjoy. So I'm super excited to talk to you today, Haley, because I just want to tell you that I think I contacted you last year, I think, Mm -hmm. um, about doing a website. Actually, I contacted you about just branding, if I remember correctly. Yep. I think that I was super nervous to spend yep. money oh, on yep. this thing. Mm-hmm. And literally after it launched, first of all, the process was scary, hard, and so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the mixture. Yes, it really was. Because at first it's like a lot, but then it was like, oh my God, like I've never thought about this stuff. And it really like honed down who mm-hmm. I want to serve. Um, Literally after that website that you made for me, I never got one person that contacted me that wasn't my dream client. Like I'm not even not even joking, not even joking. So I just wanted to start with that because thank you. Um, and I don't even know. I'm speechless. (laughs) I don't know what to say. What do I do with my hands? Well, it's true. I mean, it's it, it. The whole process showed me something that. I've heard about, but yeah. didn't fully understand. Um, so thank you for that. So welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks, thank Haley you. Davis. I'm How are you? <laughs> I don't know what I don't I don't even know what to say after that. That's so nice. Okay, you just made my day. Calm down, everyone. Let's take a breath. <laughs> All right, I'm normal now. Okay, okay there you go. let's go. <laughs> Uh, so you are a branding and design specialist specifically for the hair industry, correct? Yes, ma'am. How did that happen? So this is, I love this story so much and people probably don't even give a shit. So, um, just to kind of narrow it down my last year of college, I was in social media internship and somehow graphic design fell in that realm of my job description. And I don't even know how, but I fell in love with it. And so when I got out of college, I was like, oh, wow, I I think I may actually start a business. I don't know. I was 21 and I was like, ooh, let me start a business. (laughs) And so I've always been infatuated with beauty, hair, makeup. I remember in high school, I'd watch the YouTube videos. You know, now, now YouTube's big, but I was watching it before it got big. And I remember I was like, I'm going to do branding and web design because that's kind of like where I had, you know, some practice for the beauty industry. And so I was pinked out. My branding was pink on pink and white with pink. And it was just pink everywhere. And I got into it and I was just like, I don't, I had no idea what I was doing because I had no idea who I was speaking to. So I was literally putting anything out there and no one, nothing was grabbing. So my first ever client this is maybe nine months into actually opening my business. So for nine months, I was completely silent, stagnant, everything. 
my first client was actually from my hometown in uh, Louisiana and she was a hairstylist and I was literally everything that she submitted to me I was like oh my god I want to know more and literally the day I finished her project I was like I'm gonna niche down to the hair industry and at the time everyone I knew was like ooh, like that that is like very narrow I I don't know if I would do that and I was like the gut instinct when I have butterflies in my stomach or if something scares the shit out of me I'm like 100% I'm about to do it and that's it. literally what happened and so I went from college to opening a business to having no one that I was talking to to now I'm a little overwhelmed with yeah. this <laughs> but it's 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 a great overwhelm but I don't I don't honestly know how I got here but it happened I blinked and now I'm on your podcast. Right. So there's the story right. I was all over the place, but whatever, it just happens. Well, how long, how long was this story? Like, was this two so years? Like, this was your- I, September 11th, 9-11, sorry, this bad time. 9-11 of this year made three years. So that's awesome. over a three year span. I just kind of like, it was an accident that I opened a business and then it was an accident that, that I got into the hair industry and now it was an accident of I'm like almost at a hundred clients and I don't know, but y'all, this is the best industry to serve. I, I could not ask for a better, I say girl gang because it's not a lot of the times it's, I'm not serving hairstylists. I'm literally serving, you know, my ideal client who she is. And yeah, she's a hairstylist, but she's so much more than a hairstylist. Her movement goes far beyond the chair. It's just, anyway, I'm rambling. Goodbye. That's <laughs> Well, you're serving their clients as well, because I yeah. mean, you're, you're giving them a place to kind of, to find their ideal stylist mm-hmm. also. So you're serving yeah. a lot of women and I guess kind of men. Well, now that you're <laughs> more overwhelmed. Right? <laughs> well, it's funny. So you say that this, you kind of got here, it took you three years and mm-hmm. thinking back at the beginning, if you, if I would have told you in three years, you're, this is going to be so big. Would you have been like, oh my God, that's so far away. Or like, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Because I'm like, I'm, I'm an impatient ass. And I would have been like (laughs) three years. Why can't this happen tomorrow? But I, if I looked back on, you know, my tiny little desk area that was in the corner of my San Antonio apartment, I would have been like, you're shitting me. Like, absolutely. This is not going to happen. And you're asking for my story. And I sit back and wonder how it did happen. And I, I still don't know. So to anyone that's like, I, I don't know my story or I don't know my plan. Just ride the freaking wave and just see where it, where it takes you. I don't, I don't know. Do you feel like it's because <laughs> you said yes? I said yes to a lot of things, but I also said no to a lot of things. Okay. Things so it's a I mix of both. It's a mix of both. When I, I value my gut instinct a lot, or if I am absolutely terrified by something, it took me over a year and a half to get on Instagram stories for my business. And the second I showed my face, my business took off. And I think that's one of the things that really helped because it, I don't even know if this is a word, but it humanized my Mm -hmm. business. It obviously put a face to the brand and that's where it really took off. But I was scared. I had that like pit in my stomach. I don't want to do it. But the second I did it, that was the one of the first things that like transformed my business. So I think of that moment and that feeling. And anytime I have that, I, I know to say yes, but I also know when to say no. And so I think the balance of both kind of helped where it didn't feel on brand or it didn't feel right to who I was or right in the direction I wanted to go. You know, I didn't want publicity. I want, I wanted long-term sustainability. So I had to say no in certain situations. So, right. It, you don't necessarily need to be seen by everyone. You need to be loved by a few, essentially. I, so I'm reading this book. Uh, it's called This is Marketing by Seth Godin. And number number one, hands down, one of the best books, business books I've ever read. And that's his thing is like, stop trying to everyone opens a business or opens a movement per se. And they want to, they want everyone in a matter of 10 seconds. And it's like, that's not where your traction is find your few, whether that's one, five or 10 people and serve them so hard that they serve you to other people. So that's, that's where I try to think where I slow down and where I say no in certain moments where I feel like if it's kind of not, if I'm trying to blow up my fame too much, and I know that sounds like super conceited, but if it's like where it's like, I guess in that sort of sense, I back up and I'm like, eh, maybe this isn't who I'm trying to be. I take a step back. I don't know. 
I think that's important too, to think about because I know even behind the chair, especially nowadays, now that social media is so prevalent yeah, behind the chair, it's like get clients in, get clients in, get clients in is what we're seeing constantly. But I think people forget that like, you got to keep them when they come in Mm -hmm. and like taking care of those people is just as important as getting them in the first time. Absolutely. So it's this, I I feel like it's the same with almost any business. I think a lot of people and what I'm seeing kind of like in the branding world, and I I guess it's, I'm saying branding because client experience falls under branding, but I think a lot of people get so focused on, I've got to grow, I've got to grow, I've got to grow the more numbers equals more success, more money, more, whatever they're looking for, whatever that metric is. And I'm like, if you could just nail one client every single time they're in there for your experience, they, they're going to equivalent you to more money, more success, whatever metric that is for you. And I think a lot of people just want to, I know I've touched on this on my social media and people get annoyed, annoyed with me, but I'm like, streamline your client experience. And a lot of people, and I know I'm not a hairstylist, but a lot of people are like, oh, well, you can't do this with this service or this service or this service. And I'm like, but you probably could that way that client walks out feeling like a fucking queen. And the next time she's at brunch or whatever, she's literally going to expose you to everyone else that she knows. And I, I really think client experience is where the money is, but I'm not even sure that's what we we're talking about. No, I, no, I agree a hundred percent. I was behind the chair for 17 years and I would say at least 50% of my clients had been with me for, oh, probably around 10 to 15 yeah. years because yeah. they knew what to expect every time they walked in the door. Mm-hmm. Why does everyone love Chick-fil-A? Because you Ooh, know, girl. every time you go, it's going to taste the same. Mm-hmm. They're going to be my pleasure, whatever the fuck they say all the time. (laughs) And, but, and you know, you know exactly how you're going to feel when you pull in, you know exactly how you're going to feel when you leave. And I think my reaction I just had, I was like, yes, queen. Yes. But people, you want people to say about your client experience. And exactly. I think a lot of people either kind of like with trying to find your ideal client, a lot of people don't want to sit there and do the dirty work to figure out. And Elizabeth Faye literally just made a post about this yesterday about systems. And it's the same thing client experience, streamlined systems that we all throw out different words, but it's the same thing. If you could literally sit there and systemize every time a client walks in the door, that it, that literally is your money. Instead of focusing on trying to get more, I think people focus on more than trying to sustain, you know, and perfect and refine what they already have. Now, when do you think, so when you say systemize, what, what does that look like for you? Kind of like, so I'm more of a Mm, uh, not necessarily like a actual financial return on investment. I want in an emotional and internal return on investment. So like maybe have an onboarding process and by onboarding, I'm talking like from a client, from the time the client on your Instagram DMs or however you communicate with potential new clients from the second they say, I want to make an appointment to actually coming into the salon. I think that would be your onboarding. And then your offboarding was the second that she leaves the salon for her appointment to the time that she's not in the salon. So whatever it is, the eight, 12, whatever weeks you, you still want to entertain her during those eight to 12 weeks that she's not in your salon or however many weeks, whatever. Um, and I, I I'm kind of leaving out the actual process, the middle part, because I know every stylist is different. If balayage, platinum, whatever you're doing, the service is different. But in the very beginning, from the time that she says, I want to book, you get her on your calendar and you're like, okay, that's my job. I got her. See you when you get in there. Girl, no, says we're not stopping there. If you have like little milestones, so like um, the day that she books, whether you send her an actual personalized email, it could be a template, but instead of saying, hey, dot, 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 you enter, hey, Misty, hey, Haley, hey, Elizabeth, whatever her name is. And have a template, but include something personal that y'all talked about in your conversation. She's going to think about like, Oh wow. I just, she just booked, or I just booked with the stylist, but she's still thinking about me maybe a week before her appointment. Cause I know some of you book out like forever. Um, <laughs> a week before her appointment, take the five minutes out. Well, five minutes times, however many new clients you have, take the five minutes out to write her and mail her a personalized note, do certain things before they get into the salon 
because they're, they're, I, me being a, a hair client, I'm literally so fucking excited for hair day. You have no idea. It could be the day before hair day and I already have the jitters, but if someone were to check up with me, I'm not, not dogging my stylist if you're listening, but if you <laughs> check up, up on me before I got to the appointment, I would be like more pumped. It's, it's before your actual experience, if that makes sense. And so offboarding, let's say the day she leaves the salon, that's either sending her an email, sending her a text. Some of you don't text, um, sending her maybe a $5, $3, whatever dollar, build that into your price of your service, a $5 Starbucks gift card. Thank you for your service. Especially if it's like a first time client, you're not really sure if she's going to come back. Cause I know y'all have some of those, <laughs> but just finding little milestones. And I know I'm rambling at this point, find, find little milestones that you can enhance her experience before she even walks in the door and before she even walks in the door for her next appointment. Yes. So it's not, it's not necessarily like the actual experience while she's in your chair, enhance it to when she's not even in your chair. Yes. That way, I, I don't know. I want everyone to have their clients as little brand evangelists and they're just <laughs> shouting your name every time they go in public. No, I agree a hundred percent. So I, when I would get a new client, um, especially this past year, when I would get a new client, book a consultation, they would book the consultation online, which, I, so I had no interaction with them. So yeah. I would always send them a text message the week before their appointment and just say, this is my number. If you have any questions about how to find me or whatever, just like yeah. a little like, hello. So it was a little bit more personal. And then when they would leave a week later, I would always send them another text message and I would just say, I'm just checking on you, see how your hair is doing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. For a couple reasons. One, they fucking love it because it's yeah. very, very rare to have a stylist do that. Well, and it's about them. And I'm, I'm, I hate to say this, but your clients are selfish. They don't really care. They, they, they don't the really No, Yeah. They want the attention on them and you yes. giving them that attention. They, even after, like you said, a week after their appointment, you know, they still feel like they're a freaking queen, even after they left, because they want the attention on them and you're giving them that attention that they want. But us female consumers, we're very selfish. Well, and think about it. They're sitting at brunch with their girlfriends and they get a text from their new stylist. Oh, who's that? You know, oh, my stylist just texted me asking Absolutely. how my hair looks like mm -hmm. that right there is a referral, you know? So yeah, it's, I, I agree a hundred percent. I think the way that somebody feels when they are not even in your salon, but as your client, it makes the biggest difference. Well, and it sucks because like, sometimes like you may do that for one client and then maybe the next client you're like mentally, maybe you're just not having the best day and you don't have these systems, you know, planned out to where, you know, okay, I need to text her a week before I need to send her a letter a week before do this a week after whatever. If you're not really mentally with that client, she's going to have a complete different experience and God forbid the two of them know each other. And one had the best and one had kind of like, right. You not at your, your best. Then she's going to be like, was I not worth it? Were you better than me? Did she not like me? Does she not want me to come back? And I've actually seen that and it's gone awful, especially in a Southern catty town. <laughs> but it just sucks because you never know if two of your clients know each other. And that's why I'm like, if you streamline it, no matter what, everyone gets the same experience. Right. Yep. I love that. Um, so talk to me a little bit about websites because I know we had a small DM conversation recently just about stylists, not necessarily, not even stylists, just people in general, not necessarily understanding that they need one. A hundred percent. So what would you tell the stylist that says that they do not need a website? <laughs> Let me breathe for a second. <laughs> I think so much. I mm -hmm, I don't want to put this. So this this conversation can go on for days. But I think right now with Instagram blowing up and it has been, and everyone's teaching, especially now with Instagram Reels, you know, Instagram's always putting pressure to keep their business there. And so with all these new features, all these new things, everyone's like, oh, I got to pour my energy into Instagram, do all these stupid ass things. Oops, sorry. They are stupid. <laughs> uh, do these things to keep up with the algorithm and the engagement and yada, yada, yada. But literally, if you had those people that you're begging for their attention on Instagram, if you had them on an email newsletter coming from your website, you literally, I mean, this is hypocritical for me to say, but like you literally wouldn't be stressing out about how the fuck to use an Instagram reel. Cause we all saw my Instagram story about that one. Um, 
you wouldn't be like, you, you're not begging for attention. You own the, I don't want to say own, God forbid, but like those people are on your website. And unless you do something to make that website disappear, you, you kind of do own them. Whereas you don't own the people on Instagram. They could, Instagram could flop. Instagram could, the blackout that happened, I don't know, this time last year, Instagram could just be like TikTok one day and it's going to get banned, whatever. And after that, if you don't have an email newsletter or a website to bring them over, where, like, where are you going? Cause Facebook don't even get me started on Facebook. I think a lot of people learned that during the COVID shutdown, because I know uh, yeah. a ton of stylists that do not even know their, their client's last names, yeah. let alone their email address. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are you going to sit and text all your clients about like being closed or being open or like, no, nobody wants to do that. Like it's, no. and then I've had this conversation with plenty of people before, but you're, I think Instagram, they're relying on Instagram so much. And I'm saying Instagram just because that's what we're all pretty much using rely on Instagram so much to market for themselves. But like you have to keep up with Instagram every day in order for it to market for you, your website, you update it quarterly. Even you may not even need to update it quarterly, update it. Um, I don't know, two times a year. And it literally does the money for you while you're, or makes the money for you while you're asleep. It's passive, pretty much passive income because they can access you, your, the information you want them to see. Uh, the information they need to see. And like the, because you did a, a website strategy session with a, with a professional, <laughs> they, they're literally, they understand they're being spoken to. So they feel the attraction there and they want to know further. So they say on your website, where was I going with this? I have no idea. Talking about um, a st- when a stylist says they don't need a website. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so all that information is there for them to see versus like having to fish through your feed to figure out what information is for them. All that information on your website is for your ideal client. So it's, it's there. And I think the scariest thing for stylists or really anyone trying to invest in a website is the investing portion, which mm-hmm. is where you come in because a lot of people are like, I know I need it, but like, that's not where I want to put my money right now. And I, I beg, I don't want to say I beg, but I beg clients to literally just owe it to yourself to pay this amount, pay it up front, pay it over a monthly payment plan. I don't care how you pay it, but do yourself this favor because it literally will turn around and pay for itself. Any investment pays for itself. Like when you invest in yourself and in your business, it will pay for itself. And usually faster than you think. Oh, absolutely. It is crazy to me. I mean, even, I mean, the website, like, so like classes where people just don't want to spend the money, but they want the result, but you can't get the result for free. No, (laughs) and well, and I mean, I guess you could kind of like DIY, which. But it's going to take you longer to get to where you want to be. And honestly, like. One thing I do pride myself in is I understand this industry so well. I spend more time studying the hair industry than I actually do my own industry. And I understand like y'all don't have time to be 40, 60 hours behind the chair. And then, oh shit, now I have to go home and work on a stupid fucking website. I don't even know what I'm doing. Like you can provide all the tutorials that you want, but it's literally where it takes me three weeks from start to beginning to you being launched it's going to take you three weeks to probably just do a homepage. Right. And I'm not saying that to be like, y'all are dumb. I'm saying that because that is not your forte. That's just like me trying to go home and balayage my own hair. That is not my forte. I ain't trying to do that. I'd probably fry my hair off. So it's just, (laughs) it's giving your problem to someone that, you know, that's their forte. That's their shit. They know what they're doing. And hold on. I'm trying I lost my train of thought. But I understand that y'all don't have time and you don't want to. So I I beg people to be like, just do it for yourself. You could probably, once you get done, that is literally an up level in your business. Once you have that website, you have now up leveled to the next stage of your business and take the price of that website and build it in $5 per client or do some sort of price increase to where your your clients are pretty much paying for the website because you you're now better than you were before. So that obviously calls for a price increase. I mean, am I wrong or am I right? No, you're right. And I think too, like, um, I was the person who made her own website at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's one thing to design a website. It's another thing to figure out your branding. Yeah. Like I would have never thought to think of 
you know, okay, you think of an ideal client, like, okay, I, I want a client who likes lived in color and she's mm-hmm. cool to talk to. Like, that's mm-hmm. where I would end it. Like, you know, it, I would never have thought of like, well, where does she shop? What is she, where does she eat? Like, wh- what does she want to feel when she yep. comes into my space? Like, I would have never thought that. And I would have never thought of writing my website the way that it was written because I would have thought that would have been uh, not unprofessional, but like, yeah. like people wouldn't resonate. But then, I, like the whole like, well, if they don't resonate, they're not your people. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like I don't have to turn people away anymore. Now yeah. they can they go to my website. Will. My website will turn them away if they don't like it. So <laughs> like, literally, it's you on the internet. It's literally your your website is doing the work for you while you're cooking and drinking some vodka. Like I'm, right. that's my point. Is I think everyone relies on Instagram DMs or having conversations through Instagram stories. And I'm like, girl, if you put this shit up on your website, they're literally seeing it and you're not having to repeat yourself probably 40 times a day, because I know y'all are sending out the same messages probably to potential new clients anywhere between five to 10 times a day. And like someone who's very introverted, that is a lot of mental energy that I don't want to have to repeat myself that many times. And I don't know. And it just building a website also like DIY cool. Or like, like you said, I could design my website, having a professional go in and like based on your ideal client, where she strategically going to want to take that next step. Cause that's where I go in and I'm like, Ooh, let's entice them. Let's, let's hold the fish out in front of them. Let's, let's motivate or push a little harder right in this section or push a little harder in this section. So I think a lot of people are like, Oh, I could DIY this myself, but it's the strategy of consumers and when they are ready to make that purchase. And that's where you're pushing out anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got a little too consumer psychology there, but that's whatever. All right. I like it. <laughs> I, um, I think a big mistake that, um, a lot of stylists make too is by putting their information in the highlights on their Instagram page. Nobody yeah. looks at that. Clients do not look at that. And then they get frustrated when they go, um, you know, and DM them about something that's there. And it's like, they like, you could just click on a website and it's right there. Like, yeah. Or I love when you go to like, um, the link and I know a lot of people are doing this and I'm not roasting anyone, but the, the strategy, I mean, it, it gives me, um, I, I hyperventilate sometimes. Um, <laughs> I click the link in the bio and I did this the other day for a stylist. I was trying to purchase something from her and I clicked the link in her bio and it's one of the link tree things. And it's yeah. like all of these options. And every time I'm like getting, I'm like, okay, I know she has a website and which one of these options is her website. And the website was not there. And I was like, I know this girl just did not do this. And all of it was like, I can't even remember the options because I didn't even read them. Which Like various stylist, products or things yeah, like as a, that. I'm a consumer in that moment. And stylists, this should be a clue. If you have way too many options, I got overwhelmed. I clicked out and then I went to go actually type into Google her business name. So I could actually then find the website, which was way too much work, but I was invested. Uh, (laughs) A lot of consumers would not be that invested. It kind of pissed me off. And I think that's why I was invested, but then I finally found her website. So I think uh, a lot of people rely on the link tree too, or click here. If you're a new client or click here, if you're looking for this service or click here, if you need a haircut or click here, if you want to buy something, just put your website and put all these stupid little links. Sorry. I didn't mean that rudely either. (laughs) Everything that you're linking in this link tree, put on your website and just send one link where they can find all that shit in one place. And it's not so hard for them because consumers, the second you overwhelm them, they are literally like I did with that link tree. They they're going to repel no matter what, no matter if you're actually the stylist for them, there's no one else out there for them. If they have to work too hard, if their brain has to put in too much power within eight seconds, you're toast. You're well, done. isn't there something like if, if they, if you click more than like three times, you've lost them or some, isn't there some, I thought if I've you heard can't that at some get point. them past your homepage, if you can't get them to click something off of your homepage, whether that's a link to another page or a link to shop at your salon retail or whatever, if you can't get them to do something past your homepage, you've pretty much... I don't want to say you pretty much lost them, but like it, it's harder for them to move forward with you. Like you want them to go to the next page. You want them, your homepage is just kind of like to, to drop some, some tea and then to like actually serve the tea later on in the website, if that makes sense. Right. 
Right. It does make sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know for me, if I go to a website and like it's shit, I I don't want to, I get off of it. Like I'll figure something out. This is so horrible of me, but I'm very judgmental when it comes to websites. It could be the most fabulous person out there. And if their website looks like shit, I'm just like, I got to go. Yeah. It's hard now. I mean, I feel like there's so many people that feel that way about social media too. Like people yeah. go to somebody's Instagram and if they don't like, if their Instagram's kind of shitty, they like, I'm, yeah, but, I'm to the point where I'm just like curated is not my thing. Now I'm about to just be real as fuck and call it a day. And if you don't like me, then psh, whatever. But your I, website, though, it's just like, it, ha- it, it, it visually needs to blow someone away. So they're like, Oh, let me keep scrolling. And then with your words, reel them in even more. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, branding's important. What would you tell the stylist that doesn't understand branding or doesn't, or think, doesn't understand that it's, I don't know if I want to say them, but Mm -hmm. I mean, doesn't understand the need for a personal brand. I think, I think there's so much content out and I was actually having a consultation call yesterday about this. I think there's so much branding content for the hair industry now that literally it's, it's overwhelming. And one person is saying this and one person is saying this and they're just getting absolutely confused. And at the second, if you're trying to like, I think everyone knows that they need branding. I don't know if they know why they need branding, but they know they need it. So they try to DIY or they try to just come up with a logo or whatever. And at the point where it gets overwhelming and you know, it's overwhelming, you fork it over. But, and I I don't know why I always say this, but I feel like this is just my personal opinion and your branding, your ideal client is literally, that's where I would put in the most, the most effort in the foundation. Because if you know her, then you you know who you're talking to you know who you're talking to and I would say then you can design your logo for her but it's I don't want to say it's hard for someone to DIY a logo because anyone can make a logo but to strategize it with the foundation that you just created because a lot of a lot of people want to if they're doing the DIY route they want to design the logo that attracts to them the stylist the personal brand instead of you're trying to design for your ideal clients you're trying to speak to them not speak to yourself right so it's it's, um, what would I say? I would say get as much help as possible and don't give up until you feel a hundred percent. This is who, what I stand for. This is my ideal client. And that honestly may change three years from now. Just like you, like your ideal client when we first worked together was, you know, clients. And now you're serving a different, you're still in the same industry, but you're serving a different clientele. Right. So don't, don't get overwhelmed if it changes after you, you know, you did your branding cause you're supposed to grow, but uh, there's so many things I could say. And just trying to find one of them is just hard, but don't give up on the process because I know it's going to be overwhelming. And like you said, at first it was a lot, it was hard, but it was exciting. And the second that, you know, it's exciting, you're on to something, right? So just don't give up until you find your person. You know, like I said, there's a, a shit ton of people now teaching branding to the hair industry. Don't book one until you feel like that's my girl. That's yes. who I want to work with. Because if you're working with someone to, you know, research your branding, just because maybe she was popular in the industry or whatever reason you picked her. If she's not actually your person, you researching your branding with her isn't, isn't going to be your fit. If that makes sense. Right. It it might be more of a process than you think, but just don't give up. Right. Don't give up. You'll get there. It's a fun process. I mean, I remember when I first read like the questions, I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I've never even thought of, of this, you know? Yeah. And, and then I started really getting into it and then it got down to like, okay, my ideal client likes to shop at Lululemon, but she also is like, okay with Marshall's like, like yeah. I can, you know, really I'd like picture her walking down the street. Like. I, I cannot tell you how many of y'all, and especially if you're some of my clients, if you're someone who's potentially worked with me, y'all fucking probably think I am psycho. Cause I make you hone in on that bitch. Like, she is literally what I mean she should be alive but like (laughs) I'm making you name her I'm making you like pretty much I would I would honestly love for you to have a graphic designer like sketch out who she actually looks like print that bitch out and put her on a cardboard cutout and put it in your 
her office. So you literally can visualize her every single day. But some of my clients, I remember they'll be like, at the very beginning of the project, they're like, this is stupid. Like, why am I answering these questions? Then by the end of the project, they're like, damn, I should have done this a lot sooner. And I'm like, right. I got you. I got you. Just trust me. Well, let me ask you your creative process. Cause I, I found it awesome that I feel like I could just answer these questions, you know, do this Pinterest board. And then mm-hmm. you gave me this website that I was like, holy shit. Like this is exactly like what I didn't know. Like I didn't know what I wanted, but I knew what no. I, does that make sense? Like, so pretty much when I ask for the questionnaire and for the Pinterest board and all the things that I asked for, my process might be changing a little bit and maybe I <laughs> insight on the podcast, but I take that and I, I know, no offense. I know y'all's brains are jumbled. I know there's shit everywhere. There's ideas coming from over here and over here. And like, Y'all just throw it all on a Pinterest board. And that's literally what I want because out of all the chaos, I can find your strategy. And I, I sit there, if I had my notebook right now, you'd, you'd die. But <laughs> I'm literally like sketching and noting and doing all the things to make it like not 14 clouds. I want it to be one, one single cloud. And it's a lot. I sit there and I study y'all. It's so weird. Cause like I could probably like clone you now, but I study y'all so much. And even like you're submitting a questionnaire on a Pinterest board, but then I watch how you engage on Instagram. I watch you on stories. I watch the type of content that you put out. I watch the language that you use on Instagram because half the time when I give y'all the, those questionnaires, you turn into Miss Perfect Pris. And I, I'm looking for the raw. I'm looking for you. So half the time I have to do extra work and go on Instagram and stalk you there. But I, I look everywhere and then I bring it all together. Well, it's, is- su- it's super hard because you think again, like you're, you're conditioned to think that, well, this is a business. I have to like talk this certain way and like be professional or, or I, I keep saying professional, which isn't the right word, but, um, but the moment that you just show up, how you would have talked in the salon to your mm-hmm. clients is yep. when everything changes. And it I, sounds so I, simple, but it's hard. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't understand. Because when I notice, like if I, and I just did this to a client the other day, I watched her on Instagram stories. And then I was literally reading over her website content planner. And I was like, these are two total different people. I was like, you, I sent it back to her. I said, redo it right now. So I was like, what I'm, what I'm getting right here is not, that's not you. That is some like picture perfect hanging up on the wall at Hobby Lobby version of you. And that, that's not what your clients are obviously wanting. They're wanting who you're showing up as Instagram. I know I do the same thing. As soon as you go to write something, um, what is her Instagram handle? The hairstylist next door. She's in a workshop in a box. She's a friend of mine. Yes. Okay. Yes. So she just, she just did, she bought one of the templates from workshop in a box. Thank you so much for your support. Um, she just bought one and she messaged me and she was like, she's, what did she say? Oh my gosh. She was like, this, this just, this isn't me. This isn't me. She's like, I had to back up. And I realized once I opened this document, I started kind of like, I got stiff and I was like, no, back off, go right. do something, go drink a glass of wine, go relax, then come back. And I think once we put something professional in air quotes, cause y'all can't see this. Um, <laughs> when you think of something professional or as having a website, everyone thinks it has to be professional or your branding has to be professional, has to look professional, but it doesn't have to sound professional. Just be yourself. And I know that's so hard to do, but like, like I said, before we even started recording, three years ago when I opened my business, I would have not shown up on Instagram stories without my hair all did up, my makeup all did up, looking like I'm about to like go strut the Victoria's Secret runway. (laughs) And now I'm just like, if I literally said in my Instagram stories, if you can't handle my peachy booty leg day clothes, you, you can't have me at my best. Okay. But that's just who I am. And I'm noticing that's, that's what they like. So if you just show up as your yourself, your people will come to you. Because people want real. Nobody yeah. wants fake. Nobody wanted fake in high school. Nobody wanted, nobody wants fake it's in so anything. It's so funny now that you say that because in the high school setting, oh, I hope no one from my high school is listening to this. It <laughs> was the fakest shit I have ever, I've ever encountered in my life. And we, I know as females, we did not like that in high school. So why the fuck are we trying to be fake on Instagram now just to impress potential new clients who we're probably not going to mesh with anyways. Right. And that's the thing. It's like you do all these things to impress people that you don't fucking like. No. 
Like what, then, what's the point? Then she's in your chair and then you're like, fuck, as you're cutting her hair, I shouldn't have, shouldn't have booked her. I, right. I saw the red flags, but I still went with it anyways. Cause I wanted the money in my pocket and it can't be about the money anytime. It has to be about what you love doing every day and like getting people, especially in the hair industry. I mean, what we love doing involves talking with other people. Yep. So having people in your chair that you absolutely love makes the day so much better and the money comes with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to find the people that respect your prices and will pay your prices. And you know, it, especially if it's on a website and they, before they even call you, yep. it's, Right the there. whole website's purpose is to either retract or repel. So it's literally doing your work for you. If you show up as yourself, is you if you show up the way you would talk to your clients in the salon. And I, I tell my clients sometimes, if you start to get stuffy on what to say on your website, literally voice record yourself and act like you're talking to a client and then type up what you just said. Because half the time you're more real and raw on the phone or in person than you are at a computer. So tell right. my clients that all. So if you're trying to DIY your website or if you're trying to come up with your brand messaging and you, you realize you're being stuffy, just kind of like record. I know it's, it's weird and you don't want to hear yourself talk because it's very uncomfy and awkward, <laughs> but do it and then listen as to your vocabulary with how you're, you know, talking with your clients and that's the vocabulary you should use, um, throughout your brand messaging website, shit like that marketing. Um, because obviously they they like you, they're coming back to you for another reason. And if you're fake, literally, okay, you might book someone, but then while she's in your chair, you're miserable and she's miserable. So it's just a miserable party and that's just not fun. So I remember when I was going through the process with you, I had to, I was at the point where I had to like name my packages essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was, I asked a client of mine, I said, uh, I can't figure out like what to name, like the big one, like, you know, like all the things. And she was like, name it all the things. And I was like, yes. And that is what is on my website. (laughs) Your loyal clients know you sometimes better than you think you know you. Agreed. So the other day I was, I was stumped about something. And my first response was Addie Jones. So I literally, I'm like, help. I don't know anything about myself. Can you help me? And she was like, what? So I asked her a question and she obviously like returned the favor and answered the question. But half the time, if you're stumped, literally just ask your clients, like yeah. they're, they're seeing the raw you and you're trying to be perfect you and you, you need their help. And half the time they, they will know you better than you know yourself. So if you get stumped, like you did, ask your clients, they'll help you. And I think it's um, important to ask your clients just like, like, you know, why, why do you come to me? Like just mm. in general, I mean, sometimes it can be a little bit of an ego boost too, if you need it, you know? No, I know. And, uh, they're coming back to the female consumer psychology, but they, even if you really don't need their answer, which that sounds kind of rude, but even if you don't need it, just ask them for their opinion anyways, because then they feel valued in whatever changes or up-leveling you're doing in your business. Probably like that client that you asked about your package. She's probably like, Ooh, I just right. came up with this. Wow. <laughs> like, I, I just transformed her entire business, but that sounds stupid, but that's literally what female consumers do. They want to know, like I am helping her create the business of her dreams. I had a part of this. Yeah. Like, they they want to be part they, of the process. I know t- today I was like, Ooh, I'm on Misty's podcast. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just, I don't, whatever. I was so excited to have you. I knew this would be a great conversation. <laughs> I've had fun and I'm sorry for anyone who's listening. Cause I have just gone on. No, I think this is great information. I think it's interesting because I know you probably feel the same way. Sometimes you probably feel like you're repeating yourself often, or you feel like yep. you're saying obvious things, mm-hmm. but there's so many people that this is not obvious to. No, I know. And it's, it's a lot too, because I think even a year ago, two years ago, websites and branding, I remember when I first started marketing to the hair industry, I'm pretty sure at that point, I was literally the only one teaching on branding and the importance of websites and things like that. And y'all are stubborn. That's all I got to say. Cause it was like beating a, like a wall. I was trying to feed information and y'all were not taking it and y'all were not taking it. And I just had to keep up with it. And now like literally websites are everywhere. Everyone's needing a website and your pup is distracting. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's needing website. And and now I'm thinking, Oh, everyone knows this now, but they, they don't because now it's like they need the information more than I actually think they need the information. So I just start to ramble like what I'm doing right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's so 
it's so true though. Like I feel like people just don't know what they need sometimes. Yeah. They know what they want or they Mm -hmm. think that they know what they want, but they don't necessarily know what they need to get there or they don't want to invest or put in, Mm -hmm. you know, the money to get there. Um, but when it's not, it's sometimes not about what you want as a business owner. It's what your ideal client wants. And half the time, like with websites, you, the stylist may not want the website, but your ideal clients or your current clients might want that website more than you think. Just throwing that out there, a nugget of information. Well, it's the first place to build trust. Like, you know, you build trust from the very beginning. And if somebody sees that you're investing in your your business and they can Mm -hmm. see it from a nice website with plenty of information, easy to use, then they know that you're probably investing in education and you're probably investing in a nice space. And, you know, it just kind of full circle, I guess. Yeah. And it just, it, I don't want to say a website makes you look more professional because if you don't have one, that's all right. You still look professional, but the second you can't afford it, it, it will up level your, I don't like, we keep throwing out the word professional. What word are we trying? I don't know. I don't, I don't like that word. I I I don't like it because here I am sitting in gym clothes and this is not professional either. So I'm a little hypocritical. I don't know what word I'm trying to use, but y'all, y'all catch the vibe. I feel like nothing about the hair industry is considered professional. Even the most like upscale salon, it's still in my mind, professional is not the right word. (laughs) No. And like (laughs) I was doing some research on a brand at at salon and they're laid back luxury. And I'm like, you know what? Like this is a bougie ass salon, but they are laid back. It's still not professional. I think we should just throw that term out because it sounds like a whole bunch of people at a board executive meeting. And that's just not, that's not what it's about. So I got a question for you. So who is your ideal client? Oh my God. Like I want to know all the details. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to throw in some visuals, but I'm also going to throw in like some strategy. So a hundred percent, she wants, she has to like want to jump off a cliff. Like when it comes to her business, like if she sees something, I know it's going to take you a little bit time to think about it. I get it, but she's going to want to jump head first, all in, let's do it kind of thing. And I kind of like, I kind of want to become my ideal client sometimes because she's <laughs> a little bit more courageous than I am. Not scared to invest at all. Like, okay, I get it. The anxiety just a tad, but like, you're going to do it anyways. Um, want to up level hundred percent, super into personal development, super into herself. And I don't mean that like in a conceited way, but like she wants the absolute best for herself and she wants she wants the world and she's not going to stop until she gets there. But in a humble way, we're going to be humble about it. <laughs> and she's like, she's got that sassy fucking hair and she's just whipping it around. And she's like, got the tattoos like Michaela. I don't if y'all follow her, Michaela M styling. I, she knows I'm obsessed with her. She's one of my clients and she's got the, the tattoos everywhere. And I'm like, you are a boss ass bitch. That's all I got to say, <laughs> but not I understand being budget friendly, but like when it comes to the shit that she knows she needs to invest in, she's not going to be budget friendly. Don't kill me for saying that, but you know what I mean? Like not looking, not, she understands she can't look for something that's looks budget. If that makes sense. I am all about investing in yourself, yourself and your business. What I am not about is not investing in yourself so that you can get Starbucks every fucking day or buy yourself a new outfit. Yeah. So, so yes, no, but then, but then turn around and be like, I have no money to invest in my business, which exactly. I'm not saying you, you can't get some Starbucks. Cause hundred percent, I'm probably about to leave here and go get some Starbucks. But I also just did invest in my business today. So right. I, my ideal client understands like she wants to live comfortably off of what she earns but a large percentage of what she earns goes back into her business. Cause we're right. not, we're not staying idle. We're literally moving forward together as a team and we're going to do it together and everyone's going to celebrate and we're going to love each other. And yeah, I, love I could that. go on and on about her, but I'm not going to bore you. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm like hearing you and I'm like, that's me. That's me. Tattoos. Eh, not necessarily, but like, <laughs> well, okay. That, that's just, I don't know. I think I'm on a tattoo, like kind of like, do you have any? 
no, but I want to get one. I'm just so chicken shit. Y'all help me. And then I'm like, okay, if I'm about to tattoo something on my body, like, I feel like it needs to be sentimental because I'm a sentimental person. And I'm like, I've asked all my friends, like, I've got a friend that she's covered in tattoos. And I'm like, how did you pick your tattoos? And she's like, I just picked what was cute. I was like, well, fuck. Like, oh, I'm over here trying to be perfectionist when I'm telling y'all not to be a perfectionist. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Am I? No, it's hard I'm, not to. I'll keep y'all updated if I get one. Y'all be what do you want? Or is that a secret? Girl, I don't know. That's my thing. If I could figure <laughs> out what I wanted, I'd be there today. Like, well, I've had a tattooed removed, and there's another one I want removed. So really, figure out what you want because that shit sucks. Ah, oh, see, this is why I need help. Like, what if you'll know one day? One day you'll be like, "This is it. why I feel like it needs to be sentimental." So I, I don't want it. Like, I, it's got to be. I don't know. Breathe, Haley. <laughs> I get overwhelmed with this with this topic. <laughs> okay, so my last question. Okay. You're going through a rebrand? I am going through a rebrand. Rebrand. Re rebrand. Rebrand. Now, is this something you decided because you feel like you're changing? Do you feel like your your business is changing? What what I'm, makes you make the make this choice? Okay. So one of the main things, and this isn't just for me, this is anyone kind of feeling like it or maybe on the fence about doing a rebrand. So there's different strategies based on why you need a rebrand, but one of them is more just kind of like personal. And if it's, if it feels like your image has not leveled up with your amount of work. And I felt this is the, the gut instinct I was talking about. I woke up literally one day I took, I unpublished my website and I said, I'm about to redesign this whole thing. I didn't even think about it. It wasn't planned. It wasn't anything. I just, someone had reached out to me about something that was on my website. And I was like, what is she talking about? And I went to it and it was fucking ugly. And I was like, Haley, but like hairstylists, like y'all probably don't have time to do your own hair. So like my site was literally the last thing to ever be concerned about. And I just thought with all the growth that I've had within the last year, my visual brand identity was not like she was, she was back in 2017. I didn't like her anymore. So it was just <laughs> a personal thing. But like, if you feel like you even hate your branding, like then don't settle for it. Like obviously keep it centered around your ideal client, but if you're not even in love with it, then don't keep it. So that was very random, but um, so I kind of, I kind of want to get some feedback if y'all don't mind. So April 1st of 2020, what a joke. Um, I was supposed to completely revamp my services entirely. So what I was seeing in the hair industry or the client that I serve was they wanted, they wanted the branding and they wanted the website but they still wanted to know more after they wanted to know how they could grow with it, how they could use it every day to make themselves grow. And so the more feedback I got, I was like, I think I'm about to turn this into a mastermind yes. and mastermind experience. So what my thing was, what I have planned out and I still have planned to do this, but I put it on pause because 2020, I was like, uh, this does not, it, strategically it was probably not the move to make because I'm still a business and you still have to move forward. But as a human and a, having a heart, I, it did, it didn't feel right. My gut instinct was like, don't do this right now. It's a, in the, we've literally the pandemic had just started like, I don't know, 15 days before that. And I was like, it doesn't feel right. So I pulled it and I still haven't done it yet, but I'm thinking for 2021, this is the route that I'm going. So it's a three month intensive and every week, we get on a live call and I'm only taking four, maybe five. I'd, I'd have to check that four clients for this three months and super exclusive. And every week we would have, so every week on Monday, cause I know y'all are off on Mondays, although let me know if you don't want to work on Mondays, which you probably should. But anyways, okay. <laughs> so every Monday we would have a live group call together. So all the, all the girls that are in or boys, that are in the group, we would all have a call coaching call together. So it'd be on zoom. I'd be teaching a topic. And then the last 30 minutes we'd have a Q and a session. Okay. So the topics would be relating to obviously branding, web design, how to grow your brand, all the things you need to know. Then every week, each individual would have a one-on-one -on -one coaching call about whatever they wanted to talk about. That was entirely up to them. I don't have a topic reserved for those calls. And all the while, while we're doing this, I'm behind the scenes designing your brand and web design. I love that. Does that sound like a hot mess or no? No, I think that sounds awesome. 
Okay, because I think a lot of people, they're like, once they get their branding and the web design, they're like, whew, I'm exhausted. I gotta go. But I'm like, wait, you, you still need to know more. And I want it to be a little bit more. I know a lot of people hire designers because they want to take it off their plate. But if you don't learn how to use the sustainability of your branding and your web design, then it, it doesn't really help you. So, right. I don't know. I don't know. That's just one thing. I like the idea. I mean, you could do it that way. You could even do it where, you know, they get the, the branding package first and <laughs> then add the coaching after, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, I like it. I like it. Cause you wonder if somebody again thinks that, cause I'm assuming it's going to be a higher price point because yes. it's a lot more education involved. Yes. So it could almost be like, you know, here's this package and then here's what to do with it after mm -hmm. when somebody's like, oh, this actually is awesome. Okay. Like, so great. Does that make sense? Yes. Would you prefer, if you were doing this, would you prefer your shit up front and then the coaching after? Would you like it simultaneously? Come. Look, you're my ideal client. So I'm like trying to figure out what's on I was going to say, so I, I invest in things. So, gotcha. um that's, it depends because I, it might be hard if I don't see my website and I don't see my branding yet, it might be yes. hard to know what to do with it. Got it. Does you that make sense? Yes. You just gave me an idea. Okay. <laughs> but then I'm like, it's 20, like who else knows? Like I just got on Facebook before we got on here and there's like two hurricanes headed our way. So you, you never know. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And we just got electricity back. So, um, you know, I'm feeling all the feels right now, but you, you just never know COVID 20 could happen. And then and we all just blow up again. And I hate to be pessimistic, but I'm just, I'm keeping everything on ear at this point, but a rebrand is coming. So celebrate with me on that one. Yay. It's more, it's more for my clients than me, but whatever. Well, no, you did a class last year, right? I did a lot of classes last year. And then when I was supposed to, to like travel around and but COVID, COVID, Miss Corona gal, she right, uh, she stole that from a lot of us. So I'm hoping to education. My heart is where education is with education. So I'm hoping maybe 2021 things will calm down and then get back on the road and teach and whatnot. And well, I'm super excited to see where life takes you. Thank you, thank you. And I very oh, much enjoy. I very much enjoy being a client of yours. I'm oh. sure I have a couple other things I'll be bothering you with here soon. Don't bother me. Don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where can the people find you? Okay, so on Instagram right now, it's Haley Davis Branding and Design. It's a mouthful, and we're about to change that with the rebrand. Okay, I have to interrupt for a second. Are you changing yeah. your Instagram handle? Yes. Okay. Talk We're to me about. Okay. That was okay. There was really something that I was, I had some anxiety about. Cause I want to like, change mine so bad. And I just oh, can't pull it. the I'm, trigger. There was, that was the gut instinct. I was like, fuck it, whatever. Um, Jamie C. Pretty yes. little ombre. She, did you see her post? Yesterday? I did. I actually, I sent her a message about it. <laughs> yeah. So when I was, I was on the fence and then I was like, Haley, you can't be on the fence. Just go all in, whatever. Be like your ideal client. So I literally reserved the handle for it and everything. And then when I read her post last night, I was like, it's so weird to see how everyone's kind of growth stages. Like I am Jamie C or something, or I'm equivalent to her. <laughs> but it's so funny to see like everyone's growth season kind of like match up. And so when she made that post last night, I was, it kind of made me feel better about doing it. But yes, I am changing it. It's scary because then you, you want to make sure everyone like realizes it's still the same fucking person. But I, I'm just, I'm, I'm giving it up and I'm just letting, you know, Instagram take over my handle because Instagram's shitty right now. I don't know. What's, is, it, is it just me or is the engagement like poop? It's horrible. It's horrible. Okay. No, but I feel like I'm talking to myself all the time. Yeah, and I don't I care what anybody says. I don't think Instagram reels do shit. No. Okay. <laughs> I have done twerked up my wall in this office yep. and like all y'all did was see my ass for free. I didn't yeah. even get any tips from it. Like, I mean, people are looking, you know, I mean, but I don't think people are commenting. I don't think people are reading what you put on like in it. Like I, I do a full know. caption. I feel oh, like that's no, pointless. I'm, I'm not doing that. And then I'm just like, I, I literally, after I made those two reels, they were cute, fun, whatever, good way to show your personality. But after I realized I kind of went back to my ideal client, I'm like, my ideal client is literally not, I don't think she's wasting her time on Instagram reels. It's like, is she going to go home, you know, do all the shit she needs to do, put her kids to bed 
and the little time that she has left to like feed herself, she's most likely not feed herself, but like take care of herself. She's most likely working on her business, not watching Instagram real. So I don't, I don't know where I am with that yet, but I don't think it has to do with the engagement it has to do with Instagram reels, but I could be wrong. I think it's the, um, the world too right now is like, um, people maybe are consuming more things that are more negative and aren't consuming as much yeah. um, everyday or consumerism type content, I think right now. Um, it's just, it's just an interesting time. Yeah. I so don't know. Do, do you want to tell your new handle? In case somebody listens I, I, to this. I will be exclusive. Wait, hold on. I can't oh, I feel excited. <laughs> so the new Instagram handle for my exclusive listeners. Look, I have an audience. I have your <laughs> captain. The new rebrand name will be Studio Haley. And the new Instagram handle will be Studio.Haley because Studio Haley was already taken. And I'm going to find that girl and I'm going to beg for her Instagram handle. Right? <laughs> so anyways. Awesome. I'm so excited for you to see and see all the things that I'm doing. And I just hope y'all enjoyed this episode of me rambling. I love it. I think it's great. I think that people will get a lot out of it. I just think you're the cutest. <laughs> I don't know how to take that, but I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm so tired of, I never mind. Goodbye. <laughs> all right, Haley Davis. Thank you so much for being on Backroom Beauty Talks and chatting with me today. Thank you, thank you. Um, and um, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Yes, ma'am. Bye. Bye. Man, what a good conversation. I hope you enjoyed hearing Haley as much as I enjoyed having this conversation with her. If you liked what you heard, take a screenshot, tell your friends, post it all over the place. You know the deal. And if you feel so inclined, please leave a review. It just helps get this podcast out to more people. And I just really appreciate it. So once again, thank you so much. And I will talk to you on the next one.